MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to Impeachment Beans for Thursday, December 19th, 2019. Today, a judge throws out the state charges against Manafort. Senate Republicans are requesting interviews with five Obama administration officials. An appeals court strikes the Obamacare mandate. And Donald J. Trump has become just the third president in history to be impeached. I'm your host, A.G., and today it's just me. Hey, everybody, both Amanda and Jordan are on vacation today. Uh, I am here just waiting out the impeachment vote. It just took place on the floor. So we're going to discuss that. And we do have a lot of news to get to. Uh, If you're not yet a patron, I encourage you to become one. You'll be able to get our in-studio videos once we start those up in the new year. You'll get our newsletter, my research notes, um, live show uh, pre-sale tickets and meet and greets and uh, all just all sorts of great thank you gifts uh, and also ad-free episodes of the Daily Beans and you get them the night before. You get them earlier than everyone else. So sign up at patreon.com slash Mueller She Wrote and uh, we would be happy to have you on board, be part of our community. So we do have a lot of news to get to. It's solemn day in, in, in our democracy. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. So we had a long day of impeachment debate on the House floor, uh, made seemingly eternal by the screeching cacophony of Doug Collins, who at the end of the day threatened Democrats by saying, just wait until you're in the minority. Hopefully that will never happen. But if it does, we now have him on record saying his party will come after us for no other reason than revenge. Each side had three hours to allot to their members, and many of them spoke. Uh, Once again, the Republicans refused to defend any of the president's actions and simply attacked the process over and over again. They continued with their same incorrect assertions about overturning elections and accusing the Democrats of colluding with Russia. And some kept pushing the Russian talking point that Ukraine interfered in our 2016 elections. But none would say the president is allowed to ask foreign leaders to interfere in our elections, which he did live on television with his mouth. So Democrats made their case, and I had a few favorites today, and I wanted to just play those clips for you. Let's listen to the amazing John Lewis. Madam Speaker, I want to thank the gentleman for yielding. Madam Speaker, I rise with a heavy heart to support this resolution. When we came to Washington in 1961 to go on the Freedom Rise, we chose that day when we came here on August 28, 1963, for the March on Washington, it was joyful. We met with a young president, President John Fitzgerald Kennedy. When we came here on August 6, 1965, for the signing of the Voting Rights Act, we were excited, hopeful. We met with President Lyndon Johnson, but today, this day, we didn't ask for this. This is a sad day. It is not a day of joy. Our nation is founded on the principle that we do not have kings, we have presidents. And the Constitution is our compasses. When you see something that is not right, not just, not fair, you have a moral obligation to set something, to do something. 
Our children and their children will ask us, what did you do? What did you say? For some, this vote may be hard. But we have a mission and a mandate to be on the right side of history. I yield back to banners of my time. And I'd also like to play what Maxine Waters had to say. Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, the rules of debate won't allow me to cite all of the reasons why this president should be impeached. There are many. However, Madam Speaker and members of this House, to quote the late Maya Angelou, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. This day was not inevitable, but it was predictable because this president has shown himself time and time again to believe that he is above the law, and he has no respect for our Constitution or our democracy. Based on all that we know about Donald Trump, we could have predicted he would have abused the power of the president by corruptly soliciting the government of Ukraine and the Ukrainian President Zelensky to publicly announce investigations into his political opponent, former Vice President Joseph R. Biden. This impeachment resolution includes evidence that this president withheld $391 million of taxpayer funds that Congress appropriated for the purpose of providing vital military and security assistance to Ukraine to oppose Russian aggression, another blatant abuse of power. Our investigations revealed that this president advanced a discredited theory promoted by Russia alleging that Ukraine, rather than Russia, interfered in the 2016 United States presidential election for corrupt purposes in pursuit of personal political benefit. Never before in our history have we experienced a president who has so clearly conducted himself in a manner offensive to and subversive of the Constitution and directed his cabinet members, executive branch agencies, and other White House officials to defy lawful subpoenas from Congress. Was he attempting to hide wrongdoing? It is without question that this president has demonstrated that he will remain a threat to national security and the Constitution if allowed to remain in office and has acted in a manner grossly incompatible with self-governance and the rule of law because at every turn he has shown us who he is. It is no secret that this president could have been impeached a long time ago. Today we stand here with an irrefutable case and an indisputable set of facts that this president absolutely abused his power and obstructed Congress. Any other individual who would have been caught conducting themselves in the way this president has would have been prosecuted to the full extent of the law. It is shameful that any members of this House are willing to disregard the Constitution, turn a blind eye to hard facts, and ignore a confession from the President himself. History will remember those who were willing to speak truth to power. Yes, I call for Trump's impeachment early. This is our country. Our foremothers and our forefathers shed their blood to build and defend this democracy. I refuse to have it undermined. I wholeheartedly support this resolution. I'm proud that in the final analysis, justice will have been served in America and Donald Trump will have been impeached. Ladies, time's expired. Gentleman from Georgia. Madam Speaker. Gentleman from Georgia. 
House is not in order. But probably the most incredible part of today for me was the last couple of minutes of Nancy Pelosi's opening remarks. I encourage you to listen to the entire speech. It's about nine minutes when you get a chance. But I do want you to hear this part. It really touched me today. So let's play that clip. Last week, in observance of the 75th anniversary of the Battle of the Bulge, members traveled to that hallowed ground to express our gratitude uh, to the heroes of freedom uh, who sacrificed everything to secure victory of freedom over tyranny, not just for America, but for the world. The veterans of that battle, who, who were there in their 90s, uh, told us how after the war was won, the Europeans to whom they, whom they liberated would ask, why did you risk us? You don't know us. And give your lives to save us. We're not Americans. And our men would say, we came here to fight for you, not because you are Americans, because we are Americans. As our beloved chairman, Elijah Cummings, an oversight committee chair, our North Star, said when announcing his support for this action, quote, when the history books are written about this tumultuous era, I want them to show that I was among those in the House of Representatives who stood up to lawlessness and tyranny. He also said, almost prophetically, when we are dancing with the angels, the question will be, what we did we do to make sure we kept our democracy intact? Elijah, as you know, has since passed on. Now he is dancing with the angels. And I know that he and all of us here are very proud of the moral courage of members who want to honor the vision of our founders for a republic, the sacrifice of our men and women in uniform to defend it, and the aspirations of our children to live freely within it. Today, we are here to defend democracy for the people. May God bless America. I yield back the balance of my time. Then Lady back. And at the end of the day, the House did vote to impeach Trump. Article 1 passed 230 to 197, with all Dems except four voting to impeach. Two Democrats voted nay, one didn't vote, and one voted present. Two Republicans didn't vote, and the rest voted against Article 1, and one independent voted for impeachment, and that's Justin Amash. And then um, once Article 1 was adopted, some Dems began like there was a smattering of applause and Pelosi mad dogged them, gave a flick of her wrist and they stopped. And then Republicans started to boo really loudly um, at, at their applauding the impeachment of the president. Uh, and then Article 2 uh, was brought to a vote and that passed 229 to 198 with three Dems voting no and one independent voting yes and three no votes, two Republicans and one Democrat. And Pelosi once again had to warn against the applause. There was only one guy who was like, yeah, and she flicked her wrist and he stopped. And of course, the, they, uh, the Republicans booed that action as well. So it was very little drama at the end of the day there. Uh, but... We have impeached Donald Trump, so I, I and it's a bittersweet feeling today um, because it's it seems it's a it's a solemn day, but it's also a victory for democracy and and I just uh, this is that's how I feel and um, I I don't know if you share that I'd be very interested to know 
what you're thinking. If you can uh, tweet at me at Daily Beans Pod, let us know uh, how you feel today, what your feels are, and um, we will uh, go through those and, and share that. Um, and I, uh, you know, I'm just it's 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 an interesting day in America. Also today, uh, three Senate Republicans, Lindsey Graham Crackers, Ron Johnson, and Chuck Grassley, the chairman of the Judiciary, Homeland Security, and Finance Committees, respectively, are asking to interview five Obama administration officials about the Bidens, including Antony Blinken, the former deputy, the, he's the former deputy secretary of state, Catherine uh, Novelli, a former undersecretary of state, Victoria Newland, the former assistant secretary of state for European and Eurasian affairs, uh, Amos Hochstein, the former senior advisor on international energy affairs to Biden, and David Wade, the former chief of staff to Secretary of State John Kerry. A release from the three senators says, quote, these interview requests continue the chairman's oversight efforts related to potential conflicts of interest and political influence by Ukrainian elements, including the natural gas firm Burisma, which employed Hunter Biden as a board member while his father was vice president and the public face of the Obama administration's handling of Ukraine, unquote. Uh, As we know, there is no evidence that Joe Biden was acting in his son's interests. And we'll be right back with uh, the rest of today's news. We've got updates on Manafort, uh, a ruling on Obamacare, and what Bill Barr really thinks of the FISA. So stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's AG. This episode of Daily Beans is brought to you by Warby Parker. Warby Parker is a new concept in eyewear founded with the goal to create boutique-quality glasses at a revolutionary price point. By circumventing traditional channels and eliminating the middleman and engaging directly with customers through their website and retail stores, Warby Parker is able to provide high-quality, great-looking prescription eyewear at a fraction of the cost. Glasses start at just $95, including prescription lenses, and every pair is custom-fit with anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings. If you need help finding the right pair, just answer a few quick questions with their online quiz, and they'll suggest some great-looking glasses personalized to fit your face and style. And I'm sure you know about their amazing free home try-on program, but they're known for it, where you can order five different pairs of glasses and try them on for five days with no obligation to buy. It ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping label, so it's very easy. So head to warbyparker.com dailybeans to take the quiz and order your free home try-on kit. Download their app where you can use their brand new virtual try-on, that which allows you to try on glasses seeing the realistic color, texture, and size of each style using just your phone. Um, I got my last pair of glasses from Warby Parker. I love the way the frames look and the whole process was so fast and so easy and their customer service is impeccable. And you know how I feel about businesses we support being philanthropic and I like supporting Warby Parker because they partner with nonprofits like Vision Spring to ensure that for every pair of glasses sold, a pair is distributed to someone in need. If you need contacts, try Scout from Warby Parker. Comfortable, breathable and affordable daily contact lenses made from super moist material that resists drying for lasting hydration and comfort. Wear Scout by Warby Parker lenses for less than $1.25 $1.25 a day. Order a trial pack that includes six days worth of contacts for only $5 and then receive $5 off your next Warby Parker order. Learn more at warbyparker.com slash dailybeans, order the free home try-on program, or request a trial of Scout contact lenses for just $5. That's warbyparker.com slash dailybeans to learn more. Hey, everybody, welcome back. So in other news today, The New Orleans-based Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled today that Obamacare, the individual mandate, is unconstitutional, but punted on the larger question of the entire law. And instead, they have handed the case back to the federal judge in Texas to decide how much of the Affordable Care Act, if any of it, is unconstitutional. 
This ruling keeps the legal threat to Obamacare alive. And while some think this is a win for Republicans, for me, I think they'll now have to face their push to continue to try to dismantle this law at the polls in 2020. And as we know, health care is one of the biggest issues facing voters, and that's what's on their minds, especially the Democrats. It's what got us out to the polls uh, and crushed Trump in 2018 on his in the midterms. So good luck with that. And also today, Bill Barr has come out in defense of uh, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, or FISA, calling it a critical tool and promised to preserve it. Um, That happened today, Wednesday. Typical move from a guy who wants to cry about its utilization in the Russia investigation, but wants to preserve it so he can use it for whatever his purposes are. And I don't trust his motives here one bit. And I find it insanely hypocritical to bash the process and then have to walk walk it back to defend the process. And um, finally today, and this is this bums me out. Justice Wiley of the New York State Supreme Court has dismissed the state charges against Manafort, citing they violate the legal principle of double jeopardy. Um, According to Judge Sugarman, who we've had on the show, the judge is right here. And Manhattan needs a new district attorney. So I've screwed it up. Uh, The next steps, according to Sugarman, are that there are state fraud charges available in California and Illinois, and there are likely viable tax fraud charges in New York and Virginia. So um, those are some cases that could, could get picked up because As we know, the dismissing of these state charges means that Manafort is not being charged with any state crimes right now and could be pardoned for his federal crimes by Trump, although that would be politically weird. Uh, considering everything that's going on right now. But I, you know, I wouldn't put it past him. And he he did sort of promise that. So or at least his lawyers did uh, on his behalf. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens here. Um, And as we know, you know, Manafort's deputy uh, Rick Gates was sentenced to 45 days, even, you know, despite his intense cooperation, although we got a little bit of the transcript and found out that the reason, um, you know, she kind of if you if you listen to if you listen to the transcript or if you read the transcript in the middle of the sentencing, she sort of just dropped out and said, hey, look, if it weren't for Rick Gates, if it weren't for Rick Gates, we, we you know, we wouldn't have any of this information that we have on Russia, most of what we have on Russia. He is extremely cooperative um, and he was very penitent and, and accepted responsibility, but these are still heinous crimes. And and so um, she, if you go through the transcript, we didn't have it yesterday when we recorded, but it gives you a little more insight on why she sentenced him the way she did. And, and I agree with, with her findings. That's Judge Jackson, Amy Berman Jackson. Um, and this polling of the Manafort charges, the dismissing of the Manafort charges, uh, now makes me fear issues with the Mazars case that Cy Vance is, um, you know, pushing through the courts right now. Um, as we know, and we've talked about this before, the statute of limitations for misdemeanor fraud charges has expired. And as we wait for, because we're waiting for the Mazars subpoenas to be litigated in the Supreme Court. And I don't know if I have faith that he can put forth a case for felony fraud in the hush money case. So don't rest your hopes on that. Um, I am now kind of looking elsewhere for state charges to be brought up on Manafort um, to, you know, because those can't be pardoned by the president. And that's the news today. Um, As a veteran, I want to say this is an extraordinarily historic day. Uh, And as an American, it's an extraordinarily historic day. We have impeached the president and the House of Representatives upholding our constitutional duty. Trump's legacy now will forever have an asterisk, much like his son's bestseller and his daughter's patents in China. Uh, But don't forget, we have to vote in November. 
um, this government is by us, it's for us, and it's our job to save this uh, democracy. So while this is a sad day uh, for our democracy, it's an amazing day for the rule of law, and that's what we should be celebrating. So please, everyone, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, and take care of your mental health. I've been A.G., and them's the beans. The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by A.G. and Jordan Coburn, and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>